No mai hoki mai, returning to the Middle East now, and a third convoy of humanitarian aid trucks has delivered water, food and medicine to devastated Gaza. But the UN is warning fuel was not included and reserves will run out within the next two days. The deliveries of aid began on Saturday. Approximately 54 trucks have now made it through the Rafah crossing. However, we're now hearing reports that Israeli bombardments have intensified threefold. The current death toll being reported by the Palestinian Ministry of Health is 5,000 plus Palestinian deaths, 1,400 Israeli fatalities and many thousands injured. The World Health Organization is working with multiple partners to address the most urgent health needs, including delivering life-saving medical supplies. Dr Margaret Harris from the WHO joins us now from Hong Kong. Good afternoon, Margaret. Good afternoon, Susanna. What are you hearing from the ground in Gaza? We're hearing what you've just said, that um, the bombardment is ever more intense. Um, My colleague on the ground described last night I was speaking with him, he said he they did not get one week of sleep all night that because of the bombardment and the fear, of course. And we were looking, unfortunately, at the number of people who died and the numbers who died had increased a great deal. So on average, we were seeing 200 or so people had been dying. It was more than 400 in that previous 24 hours. In fact, more people have now been killed in the last 15 days than the total number of people who died of all causes in 2022. So in just two weeks, more people have died than have died in an entire year. And we're seeing we're seeing in the hospitals, again, they are using up supplies, daily supplies, the amount of daily supplies they would normally use in a month, they used in a day. So it's a situation that's just unsustainable. Are enough supplies getting through? No. So it's certainly we had that glimmer of hope where um, some trucks were allowed in on Saturday and as you've reported, a third convoy went in, but it's not nearly enough. Not only that, there is not safe passage to get it to all hospitals. So we've not been able to supply, for instance, the Shifa Hospital, which is the biggest one dealing with the most casualties. We've not been able to get to them at all. But the hospitals we do do get to, again, my colleague reported when they got there, the staff just ran out, went straight to the back of the truck and grabbed all the anaesthetics they could because they had been operating without anaesthetics and they were desperate to be able to, to, to... provide pain relief and and, and anaesthesia to the people they were operating on. What are your biggest fears, Margaret? A public health catastrophe. Now, we're already seeing things that are beyond bearable and seeing people suffering so much already. Uh, But we are very afraid that there will be massive outbreaks. So not only um, outbreaks of gastrointestinal disease and respiratory disease, and again, we're already getting reports that among the children particularly, you imagine they're crowded together, they're not in, in sanitary conditions, and they're already suffering outbreaks of diarrhoea. So you're losing people who are 
who have been killed by bombardment, that now you're losing people who can't get enough care for their injuries, and then you will lose more people who die from infectious diseases. But also, as you know, infectious diseases don't respect borders, so you are asking for massive outbreaks that could spread everywhere. Tell us more about the barriers to getting the aid through. So the barrier is simply being allowed to have more trucks, but it's also the barrier from above with the bombardment, the continued bombardment. We need to have a ceasefire. We need humanitarian access. So even if we could send 100 trucks through, it would not be safe for those to be delivered. You know, they would be destroyed, bombed, people killed while they were trying to deliver them to the that those who desperately need it. We also need fuel to be delivered and medical supplies aren't much use if the hospital doesn't have light, if it doesn't have the electricity to keep the ventilators going and the incubators going and all the other things. So um, the limitations on what can be delivered are a problem as well. What does Israel say when the WHO requests safe passage for these supplies and the support? So those negotiations are done generally within uh, by d- different organised parts of the organisation, the UN organisation. So I couldn't tell you what the response is, but I do know that um, the most senior people in the UN are desperately uh, doing everything they can to ask that the ceasefire happen immediately. We're hearing reports, Margaret, of thousands of pregnant women trying to flee Gaza. Can you tell us anything more about this? Yes, certainly. We know that there are at least 50,000 pregnant women in Gaza and there's an average of 183 births per day. And there's nowhere safe for them to deliver. Even even in the hospitals uh, that would normally take them, those hospitals are overwhelmed. The, the you know the bed occupancy is now 150 percent, which means beds in the hallways, people in car parks. And so, if you're a woman coming in to deliver, where are you going to deliver? Uh, and you know, so naturally. They want to go anywhere they can to to be able to have their baby in the safest condition. How many hospitals are operating in Gaza at present? At present, we know only two-thirds of the hospitals are, are able to function to any extent. Um, so one-third are out either be, uh, 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 no longer functioning because... Uh, of either damage or because they simply have no no electricity, no supplies. Um, a lot of the care that was provided was also primary care that was provided at the UNRWA um, centres and two-thirds of them are not functioning as well. So essentially there are fewer and fewer places for the injured to go and more and more injuries every day. Just to finish, Margaret, thank you so much for your time. What is the WHO calling for? Immediate um, ceasefire, enter the hostilities, uh, humanitarian access, and of course, allowing in the supplies and allowing in fuel so that the hospitals can be supplied, uh, can continue to function.
Margaret, thank you. That's Margaret Harris, Dr Margaret Harris, spokesperson for the World Health Organisation, speaking to us from Hong Kong.